0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, Here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 14th of February. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Hope you and yours have a great celebration. It is a Tuesday and Flyers not back till Thursday when they kick off a four game road trip. They'll begin the road trip in Seattle who they faced on Sunday at Wells Fargo Center, losing that game four to three, and they'll head to Seattle to take on the Kraken Thursday night at ten o'clock. Four game home, four game road trip consists of the following: the Kraken on Thursday at ten, Vancouver on Saturday at ten, and then you've got the Monday four o'clock President's Day game in Calgary, and a back to back to wrap up the road trip as well in Edmonton nine o'clock on Tuesday night. Then they'll return home on the twenty fourth to take on the Montreal. Canadians. Right now, 55 games into the season, here's where the Flyers sit at this very moment. 55 games in, 22, 23, and 10, they have on the season total points of 54. They're sitting in the seventh spot of the Metropolitan Division in the Eastern Conference. And we'll look at the, we're not predicting playoffs or anything here, but whether they sit in the playoff race, 54 points has them tied with Detroit, two points back of Buffalo. Uh, 4 points back of the Florida Panthers and 6 points back of the Islanders and 7 points back of the final playoff spot which has the Pittsburgh Penguins right now as wild card number 2. So again at this moment, 1 game under hockey 500 22 23 and 10 and 54 points. Last year, 55 games in, team had a record of 17 28 and 10 and they had 44 standings points, so an improvement of 10 standings points, uh, year to year, 55 games into the season. This year, they have 149 goals for last year, 139 at this point, 171 goals allowed, 192 goals allowed 55 games in last year. So that's significant. 21 goal difference, 21 less goals allowed last year to this year. So these things, they're all good. They're moving in the right direction. Uh, but, uh, Still a long way to go for this Flyers team. So one of the things I wanted to talk about in this episode, full transparency, yesterday uh, kind of putzing around in the malaise of uh, the Eagles loss in the Super Bowl to the Kansas City Chiefs and trying to figure out what to talk about on the pod. Don't have a game on the schedule tonight or tomorrow. So no pressing urgent matters in regards to the Flyers other than they're starting this road trip, but not until Thursday. And I got this email And this is why I love the correspondence with you guys that listen, because it's so great. And You can always email me at jason.mertitus, M-Y-R-T-E-T-U-S, at gmail.com. You can always shoot me a DM on Twitter, at Jason Mert, um, or you can just tweet me as well. And I love this back and forth and being able to hear what you guys are thinking. Sometimes emails are great because it can be a little bit more long form as well. So I got this email from Drew Betteridge. Drew uh, tweeted in or emailed in last week or two weeks ago and was the military guy living in Texas. We thank him for his service. He's been down there for 10 years. And he drops me this line and says this. He says, Jason, Drew again, I've always appreciated your way of looking at the bright side of things and being eloquent enough to say it in a way that really gives us listeners hope for the future. He said, it's been a tough last few months for Philly sports fans, seeing the Union, Phillies, and Eagles lose in their respective championships, plus the Flyers aren't exactly the best right now, and who really knows what the Sixers will be. He said, what are your thoughts on all this losing, and how can we fans put so much emotional stock in these teams, be hopeful for the future? Thanks, Jason. Drew Betteridge. Um, Thanks for your note, Drew. This is, I, I love these conversations because, you know, we all come at it from a different angle, and at certain points in our life, we come at it from a different angle as well. So I did a little research, and I just wanted to kind of look at what sports fans how they invest. Well, I mean, you know how you invest as an individual sports fans, but there's an article that I found on a, on a website called TheStreet.com. Americans uh, basically spend a ton of money. They did a big survey, 1,600 Americans, that shows 41% of us will spend money on sports in just the fall portion of the year. This was right before the fall. 21% said they would spend on tickets for games, 16 for merchandise, 15% on food and alcohol, and 8% on sports betting. And I mean, the numbers are just incredible what people spend on sports. It's an enormous amount of money. And some of us, you know, pending your financial situation or how that ebbs and flows as well, We'll spend more at certain times when, especially when a team's in the playoffs, like when, you know, the Phillies are on a playoff run or the Eagles were on that playoff, you'll splurge and you'll go beyond your soft cap, if you will. But the, the, the question that he asked, I think is really interesting, is how do we handle all this losing? Now, first I will say the further you go in sports for the teams that you root for, the, the, the more pronounced the pain, the more it hurts. So when a team like the Eagles gets all the way to the Super Bowl, losing in the Super Bowl hurts more than losing in the first round of the playoffs. Because each round, your expectation goes up and your hope goes up, and when that doesn't happen, it's more painful. Something I've talked about on here, I used to talk about it quite a bit when on my radio show, the way to stay sane as a sports fan is by having your expectations the way to stay sane as a sports fan is to have your expectations be realistic. Now, we know here in Philadelphia, I don't know what it's like in other cities, I don't live there. But here, we do get carried away when a team goes on a, a good stretch in a season, and we start to make prognostications that maybe are a little too too lofty. And then conversely, when a team struggles, we tend to say, hey, everybody stinks, get rid of everybody. Fire everybody and trade everybody. The truth of it is somewhere in the middle of that. So, having your expectations not vary so much and not go crazy when something good happens and not just completely devastate you when things don't go perfectly, because these are long seasons, then that's a big part of it. But when your team goes on those journeys on a playoff run, we all get caught up in it and it hurts that, you know, the Eagles losing and the way they did. Having a 10-point lead at halftime hurt. The Phillies were a team that captured the city's imagination, and it hurt. Take, it takes us back to the 2010 Cup run. None of us saw that coming because they get in on the last day of the season in a shootout. Then they get New Jersey. Things break a little right. They end up going to Boston. And when how Boston went. They went down three games to none, battled all the way back. Then they get home ice against Montreal. Then they get to the cup final and it just, it sweeps you up. The 0-1 run of the Sixers when they went up against the Lakers. They ended up getting swept in the finals after winning game one, but that was a magical run to like buzzer beater right down to the final possession game sevens to get to the final for the Sixers that year over the Bucks, And I can't remember the other team, probably Toronto, but crazy. It just gets you all in a lather. And when it doesn't go all the way to parade, it's very painful. So, you know, losing is tough and there's ebbs and flows in sports. But the the my best advice, the way I've dealt with it, is to try and always keep my expectations in order. I, you guys know me. I am not a hot take guy. I don't just say these outlandish things. I try and stay very measured. Now, I wasn't always like that. I When I was younger and I'm 50, I'll be 51 next month, I was highly emotional. And I was extreme high or extreme low and very rarely in the middle rational area. But as I got older, I I just decided I cannot live in this place. Now, remember, I was born in 1972. So the Flyers win the Cup in 75 and 76. The Phillies win the World Series in 1980. And the Sixers win the NBA championship in 1983. And then, basically, from when I was 11 until 2008, there were no championships. It's 100 sports seasons of no parade. 25 years, four major sports, no parade. Yet, a lot of teams got to the finals. If you look at, you know, the Flyers got there in 76, got there in 80, got there in 85, got there in 87, got there in 97, got there in 2010. The Sixers... After 83, didn't get back until 2001 to a final. Still haven't won one. Went through the process and still haven't gotten past the second round. The Phillies go in 80 and win. Go back in 83, lose to the Orioles. Go in 94, ended up losing on the Joe Carter home run. I'm in college at that point. Extremely painful. That's the peak of my out-of-control sports fandom. Then the Phillies don't go back to the World Series until 2008, win it which was fantastic over the Rays. Then they go back in 09. They lose to the Yankees. That trajectory starts to go down. They get back there last year. In in Philadelphia, for a portion of us, we have all those that scar tissue of the 25 years of no championships while other cities like Boston are piling them up. L.A. These other cities, and we're going, where's ours? But 08, Phillies won. 2017 Eagles won you know getting back into that for all the teams and they say a rising tide raises all boats but really what the Eagles do or the Phillies do or the Sixers do does not impact the Flyers and vice versa but I think at some point I just decided that I can't live in this land of misery now this podcast is a daily podcast I upload these podcasts the night before so that whether you get up for work at 3.30 in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning or 7.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning, that this podcast is in your podcast queue. So if you want to start your day with us, and I know a lot of people do, then it will be there for you every day. We have not missed a day since we started, almost probably over three years now, and we've done about 750 episodes. But I can't come on as a somebody that's going to be, I can't come on every day and be doom and gloom. I can't live in that headspace anymore. It was dragging me down in all other areas of my life. Now, the other thing with sports is you tend to gain a different perspective based on what else is going on in your life. I have three kids. I will tell you that sports, pro sports, and being a fan does mean a little less to me than it did before I had kids. You know, from an income standpoint, Right. Kids, I could spend all this money and, you know, I could I could go out and travel to see a team when they play in Arizona or in Vegas or whatever it might be. But when you have kids, you have to have you have different priorities. And eventually at some point you got to I also had to make this choice when I stopped doing the radio was I got to stop rearranging my life for to, to watch a game. Because I need to be able to spend time with my kids and be there for the things that they need me there for. So all those things go into it, but losing does have an impact because fans, it's not just money that they invest, it's emotion, it's an escape from the reality, it's one of those things that gives you great pleasure, but it also comes with great pain because most often you're not going to win a championship, and You know, you're going to not walk off in a parade every season. There's more losing in sports than there is winning, unfortunately. Which is why when you win, it feels so great. We haven't had enough of it. And with this Flyers team, we want it. We want that back. You know, I want that feeling of pulling into the parking lot at Wells Fargo Center for a game two hours before the puck drops to get there nice and early for our broadcast preparation and to see fans out there with it being warm outside Throwing cornhole, barbecuing, tailgating, getting ready for a warm weather playoff game. That's what it's all about. That's what I love. I hope we can get back there soon, because that's magical. It's been a long time. Flyers made the playoffs like every other year in the 2010s, but far too often didn't get past the first round. So we didn't have one of those long playoff runs where everybody jumps on board And I'm one of those guys. I'm not a gatekeeper when it comes to the Flyers or it comes to hockey. If you're not a big hockey fan and you want to join the party at any time, my hand is out on the bus. Jump on. More the better. It's a great sport. It's a great city to be a sports fan. But it is hard sometimes to be a sports fan. Not only here everywhere, but in Philadelphia, we've got our fair share of heartbreak and heartache when it comes to losing in sports. You know, chin up, and hopefully, like I said when I started this, you know, the Flyers, 55 games in, are an improved team. They've got a long way to go. They've got big decisions that need to be made. And God willing, they'll make the right ones. And this team will be off in the right direction, and they will be up there battling in playoffs year in, year out, and trying to win a championship and have a parade in this city. This, This season already... I mean, this is where it started. This season started 124 days ago on October 13th. It's going to end on April 13th. That is a total of 182 days that Flyer fans have invested. That is pretty much half a year with the team in season. So it's a big it's a big commitment being a sports fan, and you want to reap the rewards of your loyalty. I hope we all can soon. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk tomorrow. Have another brand new episode of Flyers Daily. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man's soul of faith. I was around when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt